At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the franchise tag window is open. Will the LA Rams use it? Plus, the LA Rams aren't the only NFC West team that could see a change in the quarterback position this offseason. And later, we answer some fan quesos next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. We have some cool stuff to talk about. We are really getting into off-season stuff here, though, uh, it, which it, which is exciting. I don't hate it at all. Um, it's just we're getting a little bit thin on the actual breaking news aspect of it, but we are doing just fine. We got plenty to talk about tonight, and also some fan cases on the on the back end here that are that are strong. I got some really good fan cases. I love the fan cases. It's one of my favorite segments to do. We got some really good ones for you guys. I appreciate everybody who drops those. If you guys ever want me to answer your questions on the show, I try to get to all of them. It's very rare that I don't get to answer a question. Uh, sometimes if there's just a billion of them, I, I have to cut some. But uh, usually I've got plenty of, or like plenty of time and everything to get to get to them. So if you guys have questions, wherever you're listening to me, go ahead and drop them there, and I will answer them on the following episode, all right? And there's going to be times during this offseason that... We kind of just take some fan quesos. If maybe I'm getting a, a whole bunch of them or something like that, we'll, we'll maybe just do like that. We'll just we'll just pump out a fan queso episode, basically. Uh, but either way, you guys can feel free to drop them. I will answer them on the following episode no matter what. Unless, like I said, I get just a way too many of them. Because uh, I can't just answer fan quesos for like three hours. <laughs> I do have to do other things. So, uh we got i mean like i said we we do have uh some good stuff to talk about this this week and and, and as the off season goes on we do have some storylines that we're going to be following one of which is the rams quarterback situation now that uh, matt stafford is going to be slinging the rock for uh, for the la rams and sean mcveigh's offense but like i said a little bit ago we do have some changes going on potentially in the other nfc west teams so that being said, what we are bringing back is a segment that I haven't done in quite a while, actually. It's called Rest of the West. Very simple segment title. You know, didn't want to, I didn't strain any, uh, <laughs> strain any brain muscles or whatever, uh, thinking of that one. But either way, we got Rest of the West. That'll come up here in a little bit. Um, but first, I think we need to talk about this, uh, this franchise tag window that we have now entered. It started yesterday, which was Tuesday. If you guys are watching the video version of this, it was at least two days ago. We are on Thursday, if you guys are watching the video. But today, in the world that I am being recorded, uh, is Wednesday. So it started yesterday. Uh, we have not seen any come in yet, at least not that I've seen. Uh, I also was at work all day. So keep that in mind. I don't only check Twitter. You know, I do other things. And so I haven't seen any come in at all. Uh, but if we're we're looking at the LA Rams here, which is what we do here on Ram Showcase, uh, there's there's two candidates in my mind that 
are possible to get the the franchise tag. And we talked about this last week. I'm not going to like keep the secret here. It's it's linebacker Leonard Floyd and it's safety John Johnson. Everybody else, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It wouldn't make a lot of sense to put a franchise tag on them, make them the highest or the average of the highest paid five at their position. That wouldn't make a lot of sense for any of the other names uh, that the Rams have coming up as 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 free agents, as unrestricted free agents, such as like the Morgan Foxes of the world and such. Uh, so I, I, that, I just don't think that that's something that the, the Rams would do. I don't think that's a course they would take. Some of these guys I do think get extended. Uh, I think that the Rams do wiggle around. It's always possible to get under the cap. There's always ways. You know, I know that we're over the cap right now, but there's always a way to get that number back down to where it's legal according to league rules. So don't worry about that at all. I do, however, think that some of these guys will be back getting extended, even though we are currently over the cap and will need to be under the cap by March 17th at 2 o'clock Joe time, which is uh, the start of the new league year, which would be 1 o'clock LA time, Ram time, and uh, 2 o'clock Joe time, 4 for you uh, New Yorkers and uh, the rest of you guys on that coast over there. Uh, You guys can do your powers of deduction for the central time zone. If you guys need to do that. So the franchise tag, uh, the window's now open. Uh, it's going to be open for, for a little bit of time here uh, up until the the 17th. And I just don't see this being used. Like I said, the two candidates are John Johnson and Leonard Floyd. I just don't think it gets used this year by the L.A. Rams. I don't I don't think that that the, the Rams uh, fork out that money on a franchise tag. I think that if the, if the Rams do want John Johnson or. Leonard Floyd back. I think it would be in the form of an extension, not a, a franchise tag. I also do, though, in fairness, I do think that both of these players walk. I think that we we let them both go. And honestly, and like I said, I've said this a few times on the show, actually, I really do think that both of these guys go to the Chargers. And, and a big part of that is now that Brandon Staley is over there. Uh, but I think that, that I think they both fit in over there. Uh, the, the Chargers have... They they can afford both of these guys. They would pay for Leonard, overpay for uh, Leonard Floyd. Anybody would overpay for Leonard Floyd at this point, though. And it's not. Try, I'm not trying to knock Leonard Floyd. I just I, I think that the the way that the Rams defense is set up with guys like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I mean, those two levels having one of the top, may, maybe the the top at, at each respective position. Maybe maybe Ramsey's the best corner in the game. That title typically only lasts for about three years. Uh, three, four years uh, for somebody who's really at their peak. Like, do you remember like when Aqib Tlaib was at the peak or when it was Revis Island at the peak, you know, uh, that really only lasted a couple of years. So we'll see if, uh, if Ramsey can hold it down, but he might be the best at that position today. And Aaron Donald, you know, he's, he's my age, which makes me real sad, but it's, he, he's also, I mean, I don't think there's really too much debate that could be had on him being the best, the best defensive lineman. There are names that you could throw into that argument, but I don't think I, I think that you could always win the argument with Aaron Donald, uh, and, and I think that argument is one on tape. It's not one with words. It's not one with three defensive player of the year awards. It, it's not one with any of that stuff. It's one with the tape. And if you watch him play, I mean, there's no plays off. It's insane how fast he can get around these guys, and he's stronger than everybody else on the field every time he's on the field. So I, I think you can win those debates with tape. But that being said, I think that that plays into the fact that Leonard Floyd had a really good season, his best season as a pro under Brandon Staley, who the only reason Floyd played for the Rams was because of Brandon Staley. He coached him in Chicago. And 
I think that 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 plays a big factor. Uh, Also, another factor that we talked about last week, we touched on it uh, briefly, we'll touch on it briefly again here, is that uh, Dante Fowler had a a strong season with the LA Rams and then went to Atlanta and played just okay. You know, he didn't really light anything up up down there. So I I think that those things do need to be considered. Anybody I think would overpay for Leonard Floyd right now. I'm not going to be super sad if he does not return back to the LA Rams. Uh, but I, I, he brings a lot. I mean, he he fits in with the L.A. Rams, but so did Dante Fowler. So I would like to have him back. I think that if he goes anywhere else, he's going to get he's going to be overpaid for what he will produce uh, in that sense. John Johnson, he's going to get paid and he's going to deserve it all because that guy is awesome. Uh, and I've seen some fans talk about John Johnson that he had a down year. I'm not sure what you guys are seeing with John Johnson having a down year. His stats maybe dipped a little bit, but that's because he's better in coverage. Why do you think Jalen Ramsey, who we literally just talked about, I said was maybe the best cornerback of the game, had one interception this year? It's because no one's going to him. You don't throw on a guy that's that insane, you know what I mean? So uh, I think that that has to be taken into consideration. I don't think John Johnson had a down year by any means at all. Statistically, maybe had, you know, fewer interceptions, fewer pass breakups uh, than his averages. But I I think that that really plays into the fact that, A, the Rams secondary was absolutely mean. It It was rude to quarterbacks all around the league. And John Johnson was a big part of that. Uh, so I, obviously, so was so was Jalen Ramsey. So was uh, you know Jordan Fuller. So was Troy Hill. So was Darius Williams. So a lot of names factor into that. John Johnson, though, amazing player. I think he's going to get paid really, really well wherever he goes, and I think he deserves it. I don't think that the Rams can afford him. I think he played himself out of the Rams because we are already in a weird cap situation that no one truly understands how it's all going to work out all the time. I just know that there's always a way to fix it. There's always a way that you're going to be fine. And I kind of hang on to that because I know that Les make a deal Sneed over there is going to do a fine job and he's going to he's going to work some numbers. And and I'm guessing that guys like Ramsey and Donald and Cup and Woods restructure their deals, get some of that money transferred into bonus money, stuff like that, and lower that cap number. I, I just think that that's what happens. But I would love to see John Johnson back as an L.A. Ram. I don't think any of us would not want to see John Johnson back as an L.A. Ram. He's an amazing player. Uh, but either way, I, I think that uh, I, I don't think the Rams bring either of these guys back. But I also don't think that the, the franchise tag is used. There is one situation that I could see with John Johnson is if the Rams already know that he is getting a lot of attention is trying to slap on like a franchise tag and then trade like a, just a, the, your good old fashioned tag and trade scenario where we would kind of put another team in a weird situation of having to work a deal. But either way, I mean, we would get something out of it, you know, something at all out of it. And that could be something that happens quick. It could be something like, hey, okay, we got, uh, if we tag him, we got this trade deal set up over here. I also don't think that that would include a lot of draft picks. I realize that some fans are like, let's tag Johnson, trade him for a one. I don't think that that happens uh, for a couple of reasons. I don't think the Rams really value ones that much. Which I think is a little bit clear. I shouldn't be blowing anybody's mind with that. Me saying that sentence shouldn't make you at home be like, what? Why wouldn't we value ones? It's very clear that the Rams really don't value ones, but other teams do. And that's why we're so willing to give give them away is because, hey, if you want a one, that's a that's a coin toss on if that guy is going to be decent or not. And, you know, if if we can trade two coin tosses of a guy that might be good, might might contribute for a guy that we know can contribute, such as a Matt Stafford, we can get rid of two ones, two coin tosses that are probably, well, Rams are a good team right now, probably 20s, 
hopefully 30s picks here in the next couple of years, uh, that you throw away those two coin tosses for a guy that you think is a better quarterback that gives you a better chance to win more games and bump up those numbers as far as the the making that draft pick a little bit later, you do that. And I don't see any reason that, that fans would be upset about these trades coming in. Um, but uh, that that's one thing that I, I have seen that a few times a fan saying, let's let's tag John Johnson, try to get a one out of it. I don't want a one. I, we don't need them. I mean, first round picks are I it, it might just be the Rams fan in me saying this, but first round picks are overrated and uh, we don't I, we're doing fine without them. Without a first round pick, the Rams are going to the playoffs 75 percent of the time. And until that comes back and bites us, I'm I'm here for it, guys. I'm here for the. Uh, uh, I'm here for the trading the ones and just living our lives, going to the playoffs. And in the one year, by the way, because that's four years now that we haven't had a first round pick, that one year was a year that the Raiders went nine and seven and barely missed. And if Greg Zuerlein kicks the, the field goal against the Seattle Seahawks in week four in Seattle to win that game, then the Rams are a playoff team. I mean, of course, if that happens, the rest of the season changes. But still, if that kick goes in, the Rams are more than likely in the postseason. And also, it was one year before the the added playoff team. So if the added playoff team was a thing in that year, the Rams also would have been to the playoffs. So the 75%, it could it could have very easily become 100% if just a couple of small things happened. So I, I'm not hating it right now. And until it comes back to bite the Rams, I'm okay with, with giving up the ones. Let's take a look at a rumor here. Uh, I just wanted to touch on this one because uh, obviously we're we're in we're in Rumorville right now. We are we are living in Rumorville. Pop population NFL fans all over the world. All right, and this is this is just the time of year. It's February. Everybody, we just got done watching the season. We just got done watching the Super Bowl, and now the we haven't seen cuts yet. We haven't seen re-signings yet. Everything is still like super fresh. So we are in prime rumor real estate right now and we're everybody's like really vibing on the rumors right now i've seen this rumor a couple of times i've seen it touched on from a few different angles and i want to let you guys know my thoughts on this one okay so the rumor is that the rams are interested in wide receiver deshaun jackson who was recently cut from the philadelphia eagles and i've tried to to kind of trace this this rumor back which is typically what i do when i hear a rumor is you know, I, I can see a Rams publication posting that a rumor is out there, but I could make up rumors if I wanted to. I could say that the Rams are looking at trading Matt Stafford for Russell Wilson. It doesn't mean it has any weight. Uh, so I try to, to to trace these these rumors back to where they started from, and it turns out that this one actually, it looks like it started from an article that was actually titled, Three Teams That Should Be Interested in Deshaun Jackson, Not three teams that are interested in Deshaun Jackson. And and I thought that was kind of interesting because this has happened to me before uh, when I used to write articles uh, before Rams showcase uh, started, I used to, I used to write articles about the Rams and there was a couple of times that this actually, this misunderstanding of a headline got me in a little bit of trouble. I remember specifically my article was titled Rams position needs that are not quarterback because at the time that was the entire conversation was that the Rams needed a quarterback and and it made perfect sense this was before the Rams drafted Jared Goff and we were in like the case Keenum Sean Hill Austin Davis that that little realm right there and that was that was my my whole point was uh, was that there are other position needs and the way that I worded it 
Rams position needs that are not quarterback, but that got misread by many people. And, and I can't, I can't say that it's anybody's fault, but my own because of how many people misunderstood the headline. And I think people were reading it as Rams don't need a quarterback, <laughs> which was very interesting to me. And I had to explain it so many times. And I think that that's exactly what happened here uh, was people were reading. My headline is Rams don't need a quarterback Rams, other position needs, you know, uh, the position needs that are not uh, the Rams position needs are not quarterback kind of thing is, is how I think it was being read, even though that was not the wording of it. So this one's saying three teams that should be interested in Jackson not three teams that are interested in Jackson. And the more I thought about this rumor and everything, and I traced it back to that, and I was like, okay, that makes total sense that people would just misunderstand that because we're in a headline culture right now. Social media has taken over big time, and people will pick out headlines and then form an entire opinion of their stance and everything based on just what that headline says, whether it's misleading or not. Uh, they, they don't read the entire article and, and really get the in-depth information. So they see the article. Maybe you're just scrolling and you see you, you see interested Jackson Rams, you know, and then you're just like, oh, the Rams are interested in Deshaun Jackson. And this happens. And I've been on the other side of that, too. Uh, I'm not trying to like blame anybody here, but I've been on that side of it, too, where it's like, hey, you know what? Oh, crap. Like, the, we better. This is, this is big news or whatever. And then. You know, end up just kind of, I always read the article. I'm I'm an article reader. I know it takes longer and you get, you know, more information and everything. But uh, that's, I, I always kind of look into it. So uh, I, the more I thought about this one though, this one specifically, because it was like, okay, Deshaun Jackson, like we say, the Rams were interested in Deshaun Jackson. I don't think that the Rams are not, not interested in Deshaun Jackson. I just don't think that they're actually going to pursue him. Uh, but I don't think that the Rams are like Deshaun Jackson. Absolutely not. Get him out of here kind of thing. I, I. I just believe that the Rams are just not going to make a push for him. But the more I thought about this rumor, Deshaun Jackson to the L.A. Rams, the more I think it's just completely unnecessary. The Rams don't need Deshaun Jackson. What does Deshaun Jackson bring to the L.A. Rams that we can't find in a younger player? I don't know. The experience, of course, yeah. But, I mean, Marvin Jones already has has a history with Matt Stafford and but it seems like both sides are pretty pretty mutually interested as far as the uh, Marvin Jones to the Rams scenarios go. Uh, but I, I don't see a reason why the Rams would want Deshaun Jackson when Marvin Jones is already, I mean, kind of locked in on the L.A. Rams. And, and I think we are kind of counting our chickens before they hatch a little bit with the Marvin Jones thing. But, I mean, the, it's mutual interest. And we we already kind of know that. We We know that that Jones and Stafford are in communication. We know that Jones wants to play for the Rams. He's not hiding that fact. And the Rams, we know, are probably not going to bring back Josh Reynolds. So we kind of have a spot open. So it makes total sense that the Rams would go uh, with Marvin Jones. I... It makes a lot of sense to lose Reynolds and add Jones. It does not make any sense to me to lose Reynolds and add Jackson or to lose Reynolds, add Jones, and add Jackson. That makes the least sense to me. Uh, if, if Marvin Jones becomes an L.A. Ram, I am very confident that Deshaun Jackson will not be. Of course, don't take my words as, as absolute gold, because I was sitting here on Ram Showcase just a couple of years ago saying, I see no way Aqib Tlaib becomes an L.A. Ram. I see no way Indomitian Sue becomes a Ram. So, you know, it happens. But with this situation specifically, I don't think Deshaun Jackson becomes a Ram. I truly do not. Also wanted to point out that 
there's a percentage of Rams fans. I don't know how big of a percentage, but a percentage of Rams fans who are already up in arms that the Rams signed a quarterback who's 33 years old. Deshaun Jackson, just a couple of months ago, did turn 34. So, by that logic, I would think that these these fans, the fans that are already a little bit, uh, I guess, worked up that the Rams have a 33-year-old quarterback now in his first season with the team, would not want a wide receiver, a skill position, a position that runs a lot and gets hit a lot, to be older than that. It just doesn't make any sense. I feel like fans would be upset at this move. I don't think it would go over well if uh, if the, the LA Rams went after Deshaun Jackson. Uh, age, the fact that we don't, we're like wide receivers, a deep position group for the LA Rams. It's a little bit top heavy right now, but it is a deep group still. I mean, you can still technically count Josh Reynolds in that group right now, but if you just count Woods, Cup, and Jefferson, that's already a, a, a pretty sweet trio. Jefferson, I mean, even week one, he had a really nice catch. Uh, it was on the left sideline against the Cowboys. I even then it was like, okay, this is like this guy, this guy can play football. And then we've heard the comments from Sean McVay talking about how amazing he is and stuff. So will we see him a lot more? Probably because he's not going to be a rookie. We also know that under Sean McVay, rookies do not really get a lot of playing time unless they're safeties uh, under the Sean McVay era. So. I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. I'm selling that stock. Deshaun Jackson of the Rams, sell. I'm not buying it at all. Um, I, I do think that there are some other names that, that are that are intriguing, but ultimately, I don't think that the Rams are adders this year. I think that the Rams are are kind of like... I feel like we're going to build up our own guys right now. Like I feel like we're trying to take... Take, take what we've got, take what we've built over the last few years as far as, you know, deep drafts and stuff and kind of trying to get those guys more playing time. The Greg Gaines, the the Jordan Fuller, the Terrell Burgess, the Terrell Lewis, you know, uh, maybe even on the offensive line, uh, there could be some guys. Uh, who is the guy that he, oh, I had the name earlier today. I should have just written it down. Uh, who is the guy he, he opted out on the offensive line last year? Oh, I'm totally blanking. I'm going to feel like a jerk when I remember. I mean, it's going to be the second I stop recording. A little pop into my head. Um, but he, he opted out last year, so there's depth there as well. I mean, I think that that's kind of what the, the, the Rams are going to do. They're going to try to progress some players, not necessarily add from everywhere else. Let's move on to the rest of the West before we get into our fan quesos. Actually, real fast, let me get some water in my face, and I'll be right back with you guys. That's some high-quality H2O right there. So we'll get into the rest of the West. This is a segment that I kind of fell off of a little bit just because, you know what? This is Ram Showcase, not NFC West Showcase. Screw those other teams, all right? We want them to fail, all right? We want them to not do good jobs. That's as aggressive as I'll get. But uh, let's take a look, all right? So I, I, we'll start with the Seattle Seahawks. Because uh, this is the big one. This is the, the big story that's happening right now. All right, so Russell Wilson comes out on Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, lots of love. One of my heroes. And he he's basically, he just kind of lets it leak out just a touch that he's a little unhappy in Seattle. All right, he's, you know, Schottenheimer, who has now been fired. I, Rams fans remember, hashtag fire shoddy. It was very popular amongst Rams fans. And that kind of started a trend in Seattle as well. Uh the common denominator is Schottenheimer, so, I mean, whatever, you, well, I got to do with that information. But Russell Wilson, he let it kind of be known, like, hey, I'm getting hit too much. I don't have any say in the offense. 
and I don't like that fact, like those facts. It, it, hard to blame them there. Hard to blame them. So it's becoming evident that the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson have a little bit of a strained relationship, all right? And we can all see that that's happening. We can all tell that he's unhappy because he's been very quiet. He's ended every press conference and every every time he talks to any media, he ends it with Go Hawks. That's going to change, I think. I, I think that I think we see a change. I don't know where he goes. My original prediction was Colts, but now they have Wentz, so I don't think that that happens. I don't think that the, the Colts package Wentz. I mean, it's possible, I guess, but I don't think that that's necessarily something that happens. So uh, it looks like Russ wants out. He wants out of Seattle, it looks like, and um, I think that they might be willing to oblige. I think that they might be willing to let that happen. And if this happens, I think that the Seahawks fight for third place. Russell Wilson is the best player that that franchise has ever seen. Ever. He's the reason they're relevant. He's the reason they won the Super Bowl. He's the reason they went to that other one. He's, I mean, he he threw a pick to end that one, but that was more play call than Russ specifically. But per Mike Silver, if you guys know Mike Silver, he's the, the sassiest person on Twitter. That's the only word that I feel like is appropriate for Mike Silver is sassy. Uh, the asking price, that's not a shot, by the way. I love Mike Silver. <laughs> he's one of my favorite follows. But Mike Silver, he's saying that the asking price reportedly starts at three first-round picks. That is not unrealistic. The Rams just shipped off the number one overall pick and two firsts for Matt Stafford. This is absolutely possible. Jets? Possible. Could we see something with Houston, maybe? Deshaun Watson packaged in? Very possible. Uh, There are teams that can afford to give up three ones, that are willing to afford to give up three ones. Every team can afford to give up three ones. The Rams can give away three ones. You want 25, 25, (laughs) you want, yeah, 24, 25, 26 first round picks? Yeah, do it. (laughs) If it's the right player, I think the Rams would absolutely be willing to push that out. What would that give us, 10 years without a uh, first round pick? That'd be fine. The Jets, prime, they could do that today. I, I think that that would be a strong, strong move for the Jets. Either way, it's not unrealistic that this could happen, all right? From the Rams' perspective, I think this would crush Seattle. I think it would crush them. It would crush their franchise because he is what's holding them together. The The Seahawks are this weird little puzzle that's like kind of falling apart a little bit, but... There's the like the gorilla glue, which is Russell Wilson holding this thing together. And I think if you get rid of that, I think there's too many loose pieces on that roster and on the coaching staff that I think it all crumbles down. Wilson, like I said, he's the best player that, that franchise has ever seen. They've seen some really good ones. Sean Alexander would be way up there as well. Uh, you can include Richard Sherman if you want to. I will not. Um, I think Earl Thomas, I, w- I would put up there. Uh, they've had some really, really good linebackers. Wagner's really good. Uh, you could look, like I said, you could look back uh, to, I mean, you could go way back to like the Largent days and all that. But I, I think that it's, I don't really think it's that up to that much debate. Sean Alexander would be, I think, a, a legitimate debate. But I think Russell Wilson is the best player that that franchise has ever seen. Maybe Marshawn Lynch you could throw in there as well. But I, I, I really, I would say, I would say Russ is the best. So, uh, God, I hate, I hate saying that. I, I respect the hell out of Russell Wilson though, man. I, it's, 
I, there's at least one player on every team that I that I have the utmost respect for and and am I kind of a fan of. And for the Seahawks, that's Russell Wilson. I'm not a Seahawks fan by any means, uh, but Russell Wilson, it's hard just not to respect him. He he works hard. He he plays amazing. He's a great guy. Uh, uh, there's not a lot to hate about him, but I think he is what holds that team together right now. I don't think it's it's Carroll. I don't think it's Pete Carroll. I think it's Russell Wilson. And they refuse to help him. They refuse to give him offensive line help. They refuse to really give him weapons. Uh, you can you can say DK Metcalf now, uh, but I, I think that even even when they took him, I don't think that they knew what he was going to turn into. And then he doesn't get to participate in in running the offense. He just he just has to do what's called. And you know maybe that's going to change now, but it doesn't sound like it because it sounds like Russell Wilson's coming out and saying this stuff because he was maybe hoping that Schottenheimer leaving was like, oh man, now I can maybe get a say in the offense. And then Pete Carroll maybe said no, and now it's like, okay, well then just let me go somewhere else where I can actually play some ball. Then you know, and Russell Wilson, I think when he can actually control it, it's going to be really, really exciting to watch. Uh, hopefully, it's an AFC team. <laughs> you know, I would like. Uh, I won't be sad to watch uh, Russell Wilson not play against the Rams two times a year. I'll tell you that much. But I truly do think that uh, if he gets his wish and gets a new team, I think the Seahawks are fighting for third place. I think that that's their battle is the third place spot. Let's take a look at the 49ers. 49ers, they're still unsure at their quarterback position. We So we could see, obviously, the Rams changed quarterbacks. The Seahawks could be changing quarterbacks, are likely to change quarterbacks. A team that's a little bit less likely to change quarterbacks, but it's it's in the conversation, is the San Francisco 49ers. We, they still don't know what they're going to do at their quarterback position, but it does feel like the more we don't hear anything out of San Francisco, the more that it feels like they'll continue to just roll with, with uh, Garoppolo. And just kind of let that ride. Did my video get really bright? I feel like it's really bright. It's too far away from me. I feel I'm way back here, guys. I can't really tell. Uh, but uh, it feels like the the longer that we don't hear anything from San Francisco, the more it feels like they're just going to go ahead and keep uh, Jimmy. Uh, but it, they, they could make a splash. I, I don't think it's really possible. Uh, there's still word about Deshaun Watson maybe going to the 49ers. I don't think that that happens. I think Watson actually goes to the Panthers. I think that feels like it's real. It feels like uh, the Panthers are are ready and willing to make the move and and give what what the Texans are asking for. And maybe Christian McCaffrey. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's it's pretty weird out there uh, for the 49ers, but they could see a coaching change as, or a quarterback change as well. Not a coaching change. That's not going to happen. Speaking of coaching changes, though, the Arizona Cardinals. There is no major news to report from the Arizona Cardinals, but I think it's relevant to let it be known that if the Cardinals miss the playoffs again or have another, uh, like like they did in the 2020 season, where they had a big stretch where they were playing like absolute crap, then I really think that Cliff Kingsbury, his seat's getting a little warm, all right? And I think with every loss, it gets just a touch warmer, just a little bit warmer. And the more that Kyler Murray, because uh, he did improve year one to year two, which doesn't always happen for quarterbacks, especially going into that sophomore season. That's helpful. The move for DeAndre Hopkins, that's helpful. The defense, not very good. That does not help. Uh, But also, I mean, what are they doing that's exciting? I think that every loss that the Arizona Cardinals accumulate, I think that Cliff Kingsbury's seat gets a little bit warm. He's tied to Kyler Murray. We know that, so it, it really, I think, depends on Kyler Murray's season. If Kyler Murray comes in and at least he's doing his job and doing a, doing a lot of really good things, 
then I think that 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 does play a big role in Cliff uh, Kingsbury's future as the Cardinals head coach. But I don't, I I actually, I kind of, if I had to put some money on it, which I don't have to, but, you know, maybe I will, I would say that Kingsbury is the next uh, NFC West coach that's out, which I don't think is that actually big of a stretch. Maybe this year, too. Maybe that's what I'll say, because saying that Kingsbury is the next NFC West coach out, I think that's too easy, actually. Now that I say it out loud, I think that's too easy. I'm going to say maybe this year that, that he's that he's out. All right, guys, let's take a look at a fan quesos. I forgot to pull them up here ahead of time, but we are good to go. We got them up here now. So um, <laughs> we have some good ones. We have some good fan quesos. Uh, Paul came in pretty good. We got uh, Jason stepping in, Tyler again coming in, Joel, Chris, Felipe. Nice. All right, so we do have some good good fan quesos for you guys. Those last few I have not checked. They've come in as I've been recording, so have not uh, pre-screened most of these. Uh, so let's go ahead and start. This first one here comes from Paul. Paul wants to know, uh, the best looking Rams quarterback in history. <laughs> I think, uh, weird question, but hey, we're off season, so we're going to do this. Um, this is where we're at now in the off season when it's February 24th and you're recording a podcast for the NFL for one NFL team. <laughs> These are questions that you answer. Not a complaint, by the way, Paul. Uh, best looking quarterback in Rams history. I think that if you took a poll, I think that poll would say Jared Goff. But I think that you also have to look at A, Keith Null, who's the best quarterback in the history of the universe. And I think, it, I'm trying to think here, because I don't really know. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like what would be like, what. I mean, you, you, I think you'd have to go back. I think you'd have to go to like way back to like Vince Farragut, Robin Gabriel. I think that that would be a legitimate answer that people would give. Um, I don't know about Mark Bolger, Kurt Warner. I think people would say, I, I know that I have a Facebook friend. I'm not going to say names cause I don't want to put anybody like out there, but, uh, I have one Facebook friend who's like absolutely in love with Kurt Warner. She's a Rams fan. <laughs> She's crazy about Kurt. So I would say that one for sure. Um, I, I, that's, that's probably it. Okay. So we'll go Jared Goff, Keith Null for obvious reasons. Cause he's the best in the universe. And then, and then Kurt Warner, Ferragamo and Gabriel we'll put, if I had to rank them, <laughs> off seasons get weird on Ram showcase here. Uh, we'll go the top three, Jared Goff, Kurt Warner, Rome Gabriel. There you go. Next one from Paul. What do the Rams fans do on night one of the draft when they don't have any picks to make? Honestly, just relax, man. And it's so nice. It's the least stressful day of the year for Rams fans because we just get to sit back. We almost had a one a couple years ago. We traded to the Falcons like last second. And it was like, it was one of those where like our pick was coming up and it was like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to do this. We're getting it, you know? And then it was like, oh, we traded it. All right. <laughs> and then still have not seen a first round pick since Jared Goff. So it really is just a relaxing night. Uh, what I do myself, what do I do on night one of the draft? I just keep up with the storylines. I just, I just watch where these, these guys who we just watched in the combine, which is like, I air quote that because, uh, what even is a combine in a pandemic, but you know, we, we, we see all these guys that are, that are performing. We see these storylines come out. We inevitably see like in April, all like a couple of stories, like one week before the draft of like, Oh, this guy used to punch toddlers. And you like, I don't, 
I don't know. Whatever story releases <laughs> the week of the draft usually comes in and there's like, oh, what's going to happen to his stock? Is he going to be like he was supposed to go number 12 overall? What's going to happen? Oh, he's going 14 now. You know, stuff like that. So it, I watch it for the storylines, but it is a very relaxing night. It's not stressful as a Rams fan to watch uh, day one of the NFL draft. Not anymore, at least, because we used to be top five every year. So I, you know what? This is way less stressful. I'll take this. Uh, Paul, next question. Any early candidates for uh, great Rams-related fantasy football team names? Oof. Didn't think of this one, man. I did. I read this one early, forgot about it, and do not have any answers for you. Um, fans, I need you guys here. Listeners, I need you guys. Drop yours. Drop your suggestions. You know, when Todd Gurley was here, uh, two Gurleys, one cup was a favorite. Uh, Goff My Lawn was a favorite, but obviously we can't use those anymore. Um, there's some stuff you can play with, with Woods, uh, and Cup. Maybe Stafford. I'll have to look at that one, uh, see if there's any Stafford ones. But this is actually, uh, I have decided, Paul, uh, for whatever it's worth to you, this is the year that I stopped playing fantasy football because I do not care about it at all. <laughs> and, and I do have somebody that's reached out to me, uh, that has... That will maybe do a fantasy football segment on Ram Showcase this season. We'll see how that goes. I have never had anybody else participate in Ram Showcase, so I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We are coming up, though. We got like two weeks away, something like that, a little more than two weeks, uh, from uh, the five-year anniversary of Ram Showcase. We'll go live for that, actually. I'm, I'm actually excited about it. This next one here comes from Jason. What's one thing about our new quarterback that most of us don't know? I'll be real with you, man. I kind of hate this question. I've had this a few times. Um, I, the reason that I hate it, because I don't want to like, I don't want that to sound like I'm being a jerk to your question or anything. Uh, it's because I don't know, and I also I don't really care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care what he does in his own time. I'm a fan of him because he plays football. I hope he does really well for the LA Rams this year. Um, but as far as on the football field, maybe this is something you guys don't know. This is actually something I learned. I think yesterday. Uh, is that Matt Stafford is actually, he's got the most game-winning drives in the last decade. This one comes from Tyler. Tyler's got the next uh, five here. Uh, so let's see, or four, I think. Uh, Tyler's question, who's going to be the breakout star for the Rams in the 2021 season? He's guessing Jefferson or Gaines. I'm definitely going Jefferson here. I think Jefferson's going to have a pretty big year. Uh, I, I think that the quarterback change kind of benefits him in a weird way, but also, I mean, we've heard the comments from Sean McVay. Sean McVay is a big fan of Van Jefferson and the way that he talks about Van Jefferson, it's like, then why don't you play him more? <laughs> it's like, he, like he ups him so much. It's like, well, put him out on the field then throw him the football, Sean, what are you doing? So I think that the quarterback change actually kind of benefits him because I think Jared Goff really kind of locked in on Woods and Cup. And and Higby a little bit. So I think the, the quarterback change going to Stafford, I think that that does benefit other guys, such as Van Jefferson, and if Gerald Everett comes back, which I don't think he does. Uh, but I think it would benefit him as well. And uh, as, let's go with a defender. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you two here, but I'm going to, one of them's not, it's going to be the opposite. I think a surprise cut is what I'm going to give. And then, oof, you know, man, I want to say Micah Kaiser. I think he did a really good job this last year, though. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 
I'm going to go Terrell Burgess, the safety. I think John Johnson leaves, and I think that that opens the door for Terrell Burgess to come in and get a lot more playing time, and I th- I think I'm going to go with him as far as the uh, the breakout defender. I'm going to give you a surprise cut, though, on the defense as well, and I know this is not your question. It's literally like the opposite of your question, but I'm going to answer this one anyway. Is uh, I think a surprise cut this year, Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp did not get better year one to year two. He is a safety and is terrible in zone coverage, doesn't really tackle that well, does nothing spectacular. And I don't want it to sound like I'm just taking shots at Taylor Rapp, but I want to see him play so much better. And he's just not there. And I like Taylor Rapp. I think his story's really cool. I think he's really cool. Uh, but I'm not seeing that progression, that fire. I don't see it in Taylor Rapp. I just... There's something about watching Taylor Rapp play that just makes me nervous. I feel like in, especially in the Rams secondary, he is a weak spot when he's out on the field. He does not do a very good job in zone coverage. He's only okay in man coverage. I think he's a liability. And I think for that reason, I think he gets cut uh, when it comes to cut time, which is right before week one, really. Because uh, who knows if we're going to have a preseason this year. We'll we'll see, I guess. Um, but that's uh, a little ways away. So we'll see what happens. With all the new hires, uh, which ones gain your interest the most? Let me pull up the list here, actually. Um, I was not prepared for this one right now. Uh, but, they, I mean, because the Rams the Rams lost people, and that is super unfortunate. Let me make sure no sound's going to come out of that. And uh, the some of the guys that the Rams did lose is uh, not good. Not good. So, uh, Aubrey Pleasant, Joe Barry, those are huge losses to the L.A. Rams. Uh, Carberry, which is who you did say, uh, for the offensive line. I think that's a, that's a decent addition. Um, I, I don't want to down him, of course. I, I, that's not the intention by any of that, by any means, but you know, man, uh, I would say, oh man, I'm trying to think what, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. The, uh, new special teams coordinator did Joe something. I mean, he's got an amazing first name. What is his uh his last name? Is it here? Is it on this page? I it's not on this page. All right, so uh I don't know. He calls himself Joe D. We'll just call him Joe D. I'm not gonna waste all your guys' lives. Um, uh, I think that that's that that's the one that I'm most excited for, and a big part of that is actually because of the Rams special teams this year. We saw zero fakes, and that was like really disappointing to me. And like we got into the playoffs, and it was like, all right, we have to see a fake here, right? Like we're in the playoffs. Like this is this is all or nothing here. And Johnny Hecker can throw the football. I mean, he's not. I don't want him starting at quarterback or anything, but he can throw the football. And it, I I think that we're that's that's it's a threat that we were absolutely missing this season. We went ten and six. Who knows what could have changed if you know if Coach Bones was still in town calling those fakes and he was creative with his fakes. Not only creative with the fakes, but creative on the returns. I mean, you guys remember the Stedman Bailey touchdown against the Seattle Seahawks where Tavon Austin like fell down and the ball was on the other side. Stead runs it all the way down. You know, uh, we remember that stuff. Uh, but Joe has come out and said that he wants to bring back more fakes. And that alone was like, all right, I am in. Let's do this. So uh, I'll say that uh, he's the the one that interests me the most as far as um, as far as the new additions on the coaching staff. The other ones are just position coaches and assistants. So for that reason, also, I think that he's just the highest impact coach that the Rams have have uh, brought in. Your next two here, uh, Tyler, you're going to hate my answers for. Uh, who do you see us trading with, and who are we trading? I have no idea, dude. I, I 
this is not something that I necessarily get into is <laughs> like the the guessing game of like who would we trade with because I don't know what Les Snead's brain is like and I mean under that magnificent hair I have no idea what's going on so I could give like my opinions of who I would maybe target in a trade but I also like I said a little bit earlier I don't think that this is a, a, a year of the Rams adding a bunch of pieces in okay our quarterback was a weak spot last year we addressed that what else is there? I mean, we're going to lose a couple of people. We're going to lose Leonard Floyd. We've got guys that can kind of come in in that spot, at least rotationally. And then we're also pre-free agency and draft. So we're going to be fine there. Safety, we're probably going to lose John Johnson. But we've also already got Burgess sitting on the bench. We have Rap, who has the experience. Uh, I do think that he gets cut. I, it's it's at least possible, okay? Maybe, maybe I'll, I won't say that. Maybe, maybe I... I don't know if he's going to get cut or not. I don't know what the coaches uh, conversations look like as far as these guys go, but I would say that I think he get, he possibly gets cut. Uh, but uh, we, we lose some guys, but we in those positions, we already kind of have guys that could come in and fill in. Uh, Morgan Fox is, is a, a name that, that that would be a difficult name to replace. He's a very strong rota- rotational player, but he is that a rotational player. Um, so as, as far as who would I trade for or who do I think the Rams will trade for? I really don't know. I haven't even, I haven't really gotten there yet. I'm also waiting to see who's getting cut, who's getting cut. Cause there could be guys that we want that are maybe under contract right now that are going to be cut tomorrow. We, we have no idea. So this is a little bit of a waiting game right now. And I think, I think really what's happening right now is my brain is in Rams free agents mode. I'm thinking of these guys right here. Who's coming back? Who's not coming back? Let's figure this out kind of thing. And I realize that that's a terrible answer. And I realize that I didn't really answer your question at all. But I am going to move on. (laughs) All right. This one comes from Joel. These are where I have not um, read the questions, by the way. Starting now. Uh, So Joel's question, can we place the transition tag on Williams? And if we do, what tender do you think we do? So transition tag, uh, I don't think we would use the transition tag on Williams. Uh, First of all, though, as far as like a tender uh, with the transition tag, you do get first right of refusal. So whatever offer he is offered, you can match that. But if you don't, it's gone. Uh, You don't you don't receive anything. So unless he well, actually, with Williams specifically, he is a restricted free agent, so we can place a tender on him because he's a restricted free agent. But as far as a transition tag goes, uh, instead of the top, the average salary of the top five at that position, like the franchise tag, the transition tag is the top 10 salaries at that position uh, that that player would get paid. So for that reason, I don't think that the Rams would do this because corners are getting paid right now. And the averages, I mean, Ramsey jumps that average up a lot. Uh, but also, I wouldn't want to see what other teams offer him because he could be the number one guy on a lot of teams. I won't say all because uh, that's just not true, but on a lot of teams, he would be the number one guy. So I think other teams are going to be really willing to pay him. So if the Rams put the transition tag on him, then we would have to match that offer. And I think we would just lose him. So with the restricted, the restricted free agent tender, we could slap a one on him of course, we'll pay a little bit more, but we could get them pretty cheap for the 2021 season. And I think that that would really be the, the way to go uh, as far as uh, 
as as far as keeping Williams in in the LA Rams organization, which is definitely what we want to do. So uh, for that reason, I don't see I don't think a transition tag would be the right move for uh, for uh, Darius Williams. I think that just slapping a tender on him with the restricted free agency rider that he's got, uh, I think that that's that's going to be good. This next one comes from Chris. Again, have not read these before. There's a bunch of question marks in this one, though, so we'll have to break this one down. Let's run through it first. Considering all the losses we've had from the coaching staff, what does that tell you? Is it that the NFL is a copycat league just trying to be successful like the Rams? Or is it just all the all just on the Rams knowing uh, who they need and want on their staff? Or does it fall under Sean McVay? Success umbrella. I'm trying to figure this question out. Hold on. Okay, so we'll just we'll start knocking off questions. <laughs> all right. Considering all the losses uh, we've had to the coaching staff, what does that tell you? It tells me that the Rams' coaching staff has been strong since Sean McVay has arrived, and people are noticing that and wanting to promote these guys. And we didn't have the positions open. You know, we didn't have like. We we didn't have a, a head coaching job open. Brandon Staley wanted to be a head coach and was offered. So yeah, I mean he gets he gets to go do that. Uh, I think that the Rams uh, are just really really good at finding guys that fit in this team, and we've already seen Zach Taylor that it doesn't work everywhere else. Just because they did a good job here and fit in with what we were doing here does not mean that that translates to other teams. I think Zach Taylor will do fine eventually, but I do think he caps out as an offensive coordinator, really strong offensive coordinator. I don't think he belongs necessarily as a head coach, Uh, but also that roster is a friggin' mess. So who absolutely knows? Uh, Let's see. Is it just that the NFL is a copycat league or just trying to be successful like the Rams? Obviously everybody wants to be successful like the Rams. But also, the Rams want to be successful like other teams that are better. So, I mean, like the Packers. I mean, it's it's just a thing, man. Uh, Everybody's going to... If somebody sees something that works, people are going to do it. Rams don't play starters in preseason. Now you see some other teams doing it. Rams, blowing off number (laughs) first-round picks, number ones, all day. You're going to start seeing other teams doing it because the Rams are doing fine. All right, so first-round picks are going to lose their value. And I think the Rams with that first domino would punch that domino over. Uh, and uh, that's gonna that's just gonna keep on happening. There's gonna be some other teams that are just gonna be like, oh, ones we don't need these. Like especially teams that have a history of not doing a good job with their ones. And I think that's gonna continue to happen. The Rams are uh, ahead of the curve on a lot of those things, though, as far as you know the the not playing starters in preseason, and of course, like I just mentioned, the trading first round picks because we just don't really value them as as much as other people do. Like other people see the other people see this and they're like, what you got this. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, you, do you want it? Like, what do, what do you want for it? Like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, that was a weird example, but I stand by it. Well, let's see here. It was just, uh, just on the Rams knowing who they need and want on their staff. I mean, Sean McVay, he's been around long enough and has enough connections. And with uh, the guys that the Rams do have on the staff right now, if a guy's available, like he knew Raheem Morris, so I mean, if a guy comes comes available, he knows that Raheem Morris can fit in with him. So I mean, just just pull that trigger. Does it fall under the Sean McVay success umbrella? It all falls under the Sean McVay success umbrella. Everything does. The entire Rams success right now falls under the Sean McVay umbrella. Do you remember what life was like pre Sean McVay? The very last year before Sean Bay was four and 12 and we felt decent about it. At least I did. I like for a Jeff Fisher getting fired in season season 
it was like, okay, well, we won those four though, and we started three and one, so it was, you know, we were we were headed in the right direction, and then it came crashing down. So, I mean, the fact that the Rams' worst season under Sean McVay was nine and seven and barely missing the playoffs, I and that felt like a huge failure going nine and seven and barely missing the playoffs. From what the Rams came from, I mean, we have nothing to complain about. If you've been a Rams fan for years. Uh, even if you just just go back to like 2003 and on, or if you wanted like if you started being a Rams fan, Super Bowl, greatest show on turf days, if that's when you started, you should be stoked about what's happening right now with Sean McVay. He's done so much. Now, it's a culture change. It's not just it's not just Sean McVay calling some exciting offensive plays like the the hook and ladder against the Packers or anything like that. It's a culture change. This team feels like winners now. It's disappointing when we when we lose a game. So everything's just different right now, and, and and that'll all go back to the Sean McVay umbrella. That's my point. My video cut off, so I had to restart. Sorry about that weird cut, guys. Uh, let's see here. The last one here comes from Felipe. What are your thoughts on the Rams getting Deshaun Jackson on a one-year deal? Ah, I should have read this one before I actually asked it. Or uh, <laughs> I already answered this one, man. Uh, I had a whole segment on it, but I'll give the briefest rundown of it because I know that was maybe a little convoluted, whatever the heck that means. But I, I would say I, I don't buy it. I don't buy the rumors of Deshaun Jackson coming to the Rams. First of all, in a one-year prove-it deal, that's the words I keep seeing. He's 34. Was it, like, prove it? He's done great things in this league. <laughs> he doesn't need to prove anything. He's a good player. So a prove-it deal by those words doesn't make any sense to me. On a one-year a one year deal, I don't think it's relevant. I don't think we need him for one year. I don't think it's really worth it. Uh, he's 34, and we already had fans crying about getting a 33-year-old quarterback, and this guy's getting hit and running routes and, you know, all that stuff. So I think this looks a lot worse as far as those fans who think that 33 is old, which makes me feel weird. I'm only 29. But I feel like I feel like anybody who's like 33 or over is like, what? That's old? Like, because <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm I mean, I'm starting to feel it. I'm as old as Aaron Donald. I already said that, but it still makes me feel like crap. Uh, but no, I, I see this is my rundown on de- the rumors of Deshaun Jackson coming to the Rams on a one year prove it deal is first of all, it makes no sense. He doesn't have anything to prove. He's done a good job. Uh, second would be I don't buy it at all because the the rumors originated from an article that was titled three teams that should be interested in Deshaun Jackson not three teams that are interested in Deshaun Jackson and third the Rams fans are there's a percentage a group of Rams fans who are already mad that the Rams got a quarterback who's 33 why would they be okay with a guy coming in at 34 at a at a position that gets hit a lot more so I don't see any reason why the Rams would do it. All right, guys, thank you for your fan quesos. I do appreciate it so much. Um, it's uh, it's always appreciated. You guys can feel free to drop those in the comment section below or to the side, wherever the heck you're listening. I don't know where they're at, but uh, drop them either way, and I'll answer them on the next show. It's only one reason I will not get to your fan quesos, and that's only if I have like a billion of them. So like we're going about over almost an hour today, but... That's plenty. I mean, we still got we got time. I try not to go over one hour. I feel like if I take up more than one hour of you guys' lives, that's just too much. That's too much Joe for you guys. <laughs> you guys don't need that much Joe in your life. Ask my coworkers. So, 
that is going to do it, though, for uh, Fan Quesos and uh, the rest of the show, actually. It's all over now. It's all over until next week, and then we're back again. But either way, thank you guys so much for uh, spending some time with me on this beautiful Wednesday. If you guys are watching the video, it's a Thursday or, or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. I don't know when you're watching this, but I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves either way. Drop a comment below. Let me know what your favorite city to live in has been, whichever uh, one you've lived in that you like the most, and why you're a Rams fan. We'll do that. We'll do that one. Uh, I didn't get anybody last week, but I'm just going to keep on asking you guys where you guys live. I'm in Fountain, Colorado, the, the home of the Rams' very own Morgan Fox. Got his jersey sitting over here. So uh, that's good stuff. But let me know where you guys are from. Hope you guys are rocking the bone great like myself. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I um, think you guys should follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. <laughs> that would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. But I do appreciate you guys listening. You guys are my favorite people in the entire universe. And uh, don't tell those other people that I said that, but you guys are my favorite, all right? Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.